0: Hello, hey, it's Chris, and I am back. I am at Gosnells of London in Peckham Rye, South London. I am with uh, Tom Gosnell, and we are going to talk about mead. Hey, Tom, how are you? Hey, Chris, how are you? I'm okay. Thank you for your time.
1: No, thanks for having me. Yeah. For having me. No, you're in my place. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah there you go. Okay.
0: <laughs> thanks for inviting That's me to your up. place, your meadery. Exactly, our meadery.
1: Yeah, wow. The only
0: one in London as well. There you go. Yeah, wow.
1: So, you make mead. We do make mead. Which so. From the very beginning is... Honey and water. So basically mead is um, an alcoholic drink that's fermented from honey. Okay. Um, There's lots of different types generally, but it has to be more honey fermented than anything else. Um, So the meads we make here are actually all honey. So all the sugar and all the alcohol is derived from the honey.
0: Okay. Okay. Wow. And why? Why? How did you get started making
1: mead? So I used to be a... Well, I used to be an amateur cider maker. So a a friend's got a farm down in Dorset, and we used to go down each autumn and bottle some cider and it kind of got better and better each year mm-hmm. um and then i was actually traveling in the states on the east coast um came across mead well i had mead before but it was the first time i had mead that was i guess well made well crafted okay, yeah. and not a weird novelty castle gift shop sort okay. of thing. um and it kind of really sparked kind of this idea that you could turn amazing honey into amazing yeah. alcohol and there's that link there right that um I hadn't really appreciated it before that. That was probably about six, seven years ago. What's that?
0: What makes the difference between something like cheap trinket in a cute bottle and like a
1: craft mead? So I think it's all about. It's always all about flavor with drinks, isn't it? So it's about. doesn't um, I mean there's nothing particularly wrong with it. It's just for me, I like the, to be able to trace the the flavor of the honey. You 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 can come in here. You can taste our raw honey, and then you can taste the drink, and you can see that link through, and you can okay. see. Where the where the sort of the story is and where it's come from. Okay. Where does your honey come from? So for our sort of flagship product, the 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 main Gossels of London product, it comes from Spain. So we use an orange blossom honey. Mm. Basically, bees will eat whatever is around. Yeah. So when the um, orange groves are in bloom, the bees forage in about a three mile radius. So basically, all they're eating is that orange blossom, it gives it a really distinct flavour. Okay. Which means that year after year it's the same flavor of the honey which means you can get a repeatable product mm-hmm. out of it um we've done we've just done our recent batch which are i think you tried it the vintage yes the it's vintage, delicious which yeah, is
0: uh, part of the reason why i'm here there now there you go so yeah.
1: um that's a bit stronger um but it's made with london honey so 100 london honey okay and what's cool about that is that we're hoping to release one each year and mm-hmm. that'll be different each year and the flavors depending on which hives we've taken and where the bees have been and what the climate's been like that year. And those kind of things will really affect the flavour of the the honey and then the mead afterwards.
0: How would you describe the vintage, the London vintage? So
1: where the the Gossels of London, the original, is quite fresh and floral and citrusy, Mm -hmm. the vintage is a lot, I guess, richer, denser, um, it's also twelve percent, so it's stronger, okay. um, and it has those hedgerow flavors really coming through, mm, which you okay. can kind of. I think you, if when you taste it, you can kind of imagine what the bees have been foraging on. Yeah, um, those kind of blackberries, sloes, those kind of flowers that kind of are wild in, in London.
0: So thinking about mead compared to say wine, there really is a, wrong, a strong terroir yeah, exactly. element. Yeah, no,
1: I think that's that's the best word we use to describe it, and I think. Um, there's a lot of story to be told about the mm. honey and the, what the bees have been up to um, and how that impacts the, the flavor of the honey and then um, the flavor of the, the mead afterwards. Okay. Um, there is a direct link. It's, it's really exciting. Sure. It's interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, what, I guess, is this like the oldest alcoholic beverage? Yeah, I think, I think so. It? So uh, basically, if you take honey off the hive uh, in the spring or sort of early in the season, it's mm-hmm. quite, uh, it can often be quite watery. Um, and if you let honey mix with water, it naturally, the wild yeast just get in there and right, yeah. it ferments. So, um, it's definitely got a good, um, do you add it here? or is So we add okay. a house yeast here. Yeah. Um, which is based on a lager yeast, like a pilsner yeast. Okay. So it's quite crisp and clean. Oh, certainly for the, the London, because it's a London product, the mm-hmm. core one, it's quite crisp and clean. Um, yeah. If you leave honey water around, yeah. it would just yeah. get, yeah, get a yeast in infection.
0: I had some friends in university and they did that every new year. They would. Bury honey. Oh yeah, in in the ground, and then at the end of the year they had a big party for their mead, and uh, yeah, that was really interesting. Yeah, yeah, it was really interesting. Yeah, uh, it's interesting because I think of it. I don't know. I mean, was it the Vikings the the yeah? So it goes way Celtic. Back. I think it goes
1: back to sort of they found some pots in China from like ten oh, thousand right, okay. years So it goes way way back. And actually, if you look at ancient cultures across the mm-hmm. world, they all have some sort of honey ferment mm-hmm. that starts, um, and you still see it in. Places like uh, Ethiopia, which has got the Tej, okay, right, Tej yeah. culture, um, and then sort of re- Roman, so sort of Roman Greek times is when bees started to be domesticated. So mm. moving them from wild hives into sort of more managed hives, and that was for the production of wine. That was to sweeten up the wine to make it okay. more palatable. All right, yeah. um, so there's quite a lot of you know stuff around, and then it continues. I'm to talk about the history forever, but the, the history no, kind no, of continues it, yeah. through to uh, I guess in the UK, you've got when It was quite prevalent in sort of uh, Anglo-Saxon culture. Mm -hmm. Um, Things like Beowulf is the classic, you know, English literature tome about it. And then ten sixty six happens. The Normans come in and they bring their own alcohol culture. So that is cider. That is wine. That it starts to displace that kind of that mead. Okay. Um, And then we a beer sort of starts to become a bit more developed and really I think it's in the 14th or 15th century when they start adding hops to beer and that takes that massively increases the shelf life of beer right, so yeah. it takes it from sort of a two three day shelf life to seven days which sure. makes it much more viable mm-hmm. um and then finally in the Tudor times there's a massive sort of spike in honey prices and there's a bit of a theory that maybe, the problems, some of the problems that we've been having with bees recently, have also occurred previously in time. All right, okay. Um, and that was kind of the end of any mass production of mead, um, really, up until 20th century. Hmm. Oh,
0: fascinating! Wow.
1: Does there, uh, there is there a shelf life to mead? Does it? So, no, it depends. I mean, it depends what kind of strength it is. Ours <coughs> is five and a half percent. It when it's in the bottle, it'll last for pretty much forever. It's been sort of pasteurized in the bottle. Um, it, it ages like a wine. Does, so it does. The, the okay. stronger ones will age like a wine. Okay. So, so you know, there's there's a, a length of time but it's so they'll mature and have a, a richer yeah flavor. so I think that, that vintage remod we made yeah. um, probably will yeah will, will benefit from about a year in bottle. oh really yeah. oh yeah. fascinating yeah.
0: and uh, what does that vintage bottle cost what, what are your what are your prices so
1: the vintage is 25 pounds for, okay. for and it comes in a nice nice gift box perfect for uh, what's the next occasion valentine's day I don't yeah, know sure, yeah sure yeah. mother's day yeah let's look it before valentine's yeah, yeah and uh the the regular mead is about half that, so it's about it's about ten to twelve times okay. in the shops. Are you all over London? We are in quite a few sort of bottle shops, at so Whole Foods, and odd bins, mm-hmm. Bar wine wines. So there's kind sure. of um, yeah, specialty specialty shops.
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, cool, cool, cool. All right. Well, that's interesting. Uh, you you mentioned earlier. Uh, when you were in the U.S., yes. uh, Last time I really came across Mead in a big way was was last year when I was in the U.S. Where I, was like were a, you? I was in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, nice, yeah. And there was a, a Mead tasting room, and they had Meads from, I'm pretty sure, all over the yeah. U.S. Yeah. yeah. And I was surprised how I mean it was on a very sort of touristy street. Yeah, King was it King Street? I don't know, but like uh, it was the most popular. Business on the nice. street, yeah. you know. It was a Sunday afternoon, but like there seemed to be more people in there than all the other shops. Yeah. And uh, did a tasting, and it was really
1: interesting. I just yeah, really realized that
0: they could taste so different.
1: Yeah, and that's I guess that's what's really exciting yeah. is that um, you can retake really people on that story yeah. about you know what what is honey and like where it's come from, and then yeah. get these massively different flavors out of the same the same essentially the same product.
0: Yeah. How are people finding out about you, and what's the feedback been? Um, so
1: for is the company? How long So we I started the company in twenty thirteen. Okay. We're going, going a fair fair lick. I think we did a big guess, rebrand over the summer. So mm-hmm. moving from sort of smaller beer bottles into bigger wine bottles. Um and that was really because we, we spoke to everyone who was enjoying our mead and they were saying, Oh, we love it. Yeah. But we're not beer drinkers and it was kind of getting lost in the in the beer section of yeah. the places. So okay. so now we're at, you know, in a bigger bottle a bit more. You drink it
0: over with food, like a bottle of yeah, wine? Yeah, like or? a bottle of wine, yeah.
1: Um, it's a really good opener, so it's a nice aperitif mm-hmm. instead of like a, a Prosecco or, or a champagne. Sure. It's nice to kind of get the appetite going. Um, and it's, it's pretty easy going. Yeah. Right? It's, it's kind of you get the honey flavor coming through. It's sweet, but it's not too sweet.
0: Okay, okay, okay. What's
1: feedback like? Yeah. Oh, so yeah. feedback. So generally pretty good. So yeah. we'd say that like eight or nine people out of ten. Mm-hmm. enjoy it like, it's yeah. not It's not a super challenging mead mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think most people's experiences with mead have been really cloyingly sweet strong liquor so yeah. more like a 16% dessert wine or fortified wine that's full of sweetness yeah. we've dropped that sweetness way back so it's more akin to yeah sort of a, a Prosecco almost a, like a okay. it's, it's like a nice light spark sweet sparkling wine all it's your strong. meads are sparkling Yes. That's, okay. not, yeah, that's, that's kind a of little gym. unusual. Yeah, it still. is a little unusual. I think that when we were first designing the products, at 5.5%, you need something to help the mouth fill mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, If it's a flat 5.5%, that that is quite a, a one note flavor, whereas right. that sparkle just opens up a bit. Um, it's not super sparkling it's not sort of like a, a lager of champagne it's more mm-hmm. uh, like petio it's like it, it's it's there's a little bit of life in the mouth yes okay. not super physically
0: yeah very cool and uh well what's ahead for the what's year ahead? or oh. beyond
1: yeah no, we so we, had, we, we well this week's the first week back so there's okay. lots going on happy new year. um happy new year to you too yeah so <laughs> we are full guns blazing we are we're currently brewing our first I guess mixed fermentation mead so okay. um, it's a mixed culture of bacteria and yeast uh, and it's going to be a non-alcoholic version
0: Okay, for January that would uh, be something like kombucha or yeah so it's okay. a similar
1: base to kombucha um, it's a it's a scoby-like kombucha that okay. um, we're feeding with a honey water mix mm-hmm. um, so you get these beautiful um, I guess sour tangy flavours hmm. with the honey inside of it um, and that's it's really exciting because I think we all really like big flavours and I think something that's missing when you're not drinking alcohol is those big flavours and a lot of the kombuchas on the market are quite um, soft drinky so they fall into that soft drink category and what we're trying to do is create something that's a bit more Adult and grown up, and yeah. that has a bit of an occasion about it. It's a real trend at the moment, isn't it? Yeah, so it is a bit. I think sophisticated, so we, non-alcoholic. Yeah, I think people are looking for it. Um, and up until probably last year, the options in most outlets are pretty limited. You know, yeah. you can get a Coke or you can get a, a Sprite, or whatever. Right. Yeah. Um, but we will make kombucha at home, and we were just talking about what we we're going to do, and we we're like, oh, if we all do this, we could. Yeah, there's, there's a there's a product here, so we're doing a bit of that, and we're also looking at. Our, is this? Not to interrupt you, but is this something
0: that's already on the market? Other people are doing it, or are you? Uh, no, I don't, not, I don't okay. think anyone
1: else is is doing a honey, honey kind of sour type thing. So i will be the first one. Yeah, it oh, will be really cool. exciting. Oh. Um, that's going to go on. Hopefully, it's afternoon, If I haven't okay. k- kept them out okay. for too long. And, you heard it here first. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and uh, what else? We're also looking at some more. I guess mixed fermentation is something we're looking to play with. So like okay. mix between different yeasts and bacteria to get another level of flavor into the mead. So we're okay. doing uh a sour as well, um, which is like a more traditional oh, sort of yeah. three, four percent, almost like a Berliner Weiss style sour, but with mead, um, which is exciting. And then oh, we've got our honey club, which we've just launched. So we're, mm-hmm. we're teaming up with different beekeeper each month to use their honey and then brew a small batch of mead. So you can basically, we're going to ship out a small pot of honey with the mead made from it. Oh, nice. So you can okay. just trace yeah. that story through. Beekeepers must love you. Yeah, mostly. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, They suddenly come yeah. along, and there's suddenly, a new market, right? Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think in London, most beekeepers don't struggle to sell their honey, though. Right, I yeah. Think it's um, it's pretty desirable. Okay, how did you track down the the honey that you use from was uh, Andalusia? Uh, yes, so it's a, it's a Spanish honey. Um, so we have a really good sort of um, importer who okay. helps us kind of with some of those specialty mm-hmm. honeys. So we we kind of settled on the orange blossom because of that repeatability yeah, of I the flavour. It, yeah. It's nice and sort of citrusy. We're The other thing to look at this year is widening out that scope of, of honeys mm-hmm. um, and looking at other flavours we can get out. There. Okay,
0: very okay, cool. Well, I always heard that if you... Eat local honey; it helps with allergies and hay fever, things like that. Do, yeah. do you know if that applies to local mead? I mean, I wouldn't; i would never make any yeah. <laughs> health claims.
1: Um, I don't think it could hurt. Couldn't hurt. Yeah. Couldn't hurt. Okay. Um, but I think you, didn't, you wouldn't get the same. You know, if you eat the pollen or the propolis, yeah. I think that's, that's meant to be like. Uh, really, a really good hay favorite here. I think Arsenal will be somewhat removed. Okay. Okay. Very cool. All right. Well, hey, thank you, Tom. Uh, how can people
0: find out more if uh, um, they're so interested? probably which they should probably be.
1: best to visit our website, which is www.gosnalls.co.uk. Um, yeah, and you get all the information on there. That's fantastic. Thank you. Thanks very much. Yes.